Hello and welcome back to the Proud Horse Girl podcast, the podcast where we chat about what it means to be a horse girl and our experiences in the equestrian world. I'm your host, Annika Stadelweiser, and today I have Carrie Sim on the podcast. Carrie has authored an excellent children's novel called Horse Girl, so obviously she has to be a guest on the podcast, specifically for horse girls. The novel is a wonderful look into the trials and tribulations of being a horse girl and being a teenager in general and trying to find out who you are and where you fit in the world. I'm excited to chat with her today about her own experiences in the horse world and what inspired her to write this book. So Carrie, why don't you start by telling everyone a bit about you and your journey in the horse world. Hi, Annika. Thank you so much for having me today. I am so thrilled to be here with some fellow horse lovers. And my journey in the horse world began, I would guess, like so many of us, when I was a kid and I fell in love with all of the classic horse books like Misty of Chincoteague and King of the Wind and Black Beauty. And my sister and I watched every horse movie. We read every horse book. We collected Briar model horses and we would go on trail rides whenever we could find a place that would let us. And after years and years, we begged our parents to let us to go to horse camp. It wasn't really in the budget, but finally they found a YMCA camp that had one hour a day of horseback riding. So we got to do that and that was it. We were sold. My sister continued taking lessons for many years, and I was more of a casual writer, and she competed in show jumping, And but I always would go to her lessons and her shows and watch her and and observe. And when it came time to write a book, I decided to write about this, this special love that we have, which is horses and what it's like to be a horse girl, and to take one of those classic horse stories and add a modern touch and add comedy to it and a modern point of view. So that's how the book Horse Girl came about. It was directly inspired by my childhood and my sister. And um, yeah, I'm so excited. It's it's out in the world and I get to share it with other horse girls. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the horse world is so unto itself. I mean, it's so different, but you really did, uh, from what I've read of the book so far, you captured it very well. And you did capture, I mean, I think what it feels like to be a horse girl. And I know I could kind of see myself in that story as well. So really what inspired for you to pick this subject matter for your novel when you were thinking about initially writing a book? What what drew you to the horse world, I guess? Well, I, I wanted to examine that period of life when you're sort of your adolescence, when you're a tween or a teen and you're in between worlds. Um, and you're still you're trying to decide if you want to stay true to what you really care about. So I so I decided I would write a, a book about a girl who loves horses, and and she is unapologetic about it. And maybe there's a point in all of our lives. There's a tipping point where it becomes like uncool to like anything too much, um, especially with teens or tweens, where they're like, "Oh, you like that? That's not cool." But but my protagonist Willa. She loves horses. She says, ponies are my passion and I am leaning in. And she just embraces it. And I think it's just, it's a universal thread in our culture, this love of horses. It goes back to the beginning 
to the founding of our country. And there's this purity and tenderness that goes with loving horses, but there's also this incredible confidence and power and, and an unshakable self-possession to be to be a horse girl. You're literally elevating yourself when you get on a horse or imagine riding a horse, right? You're, you're putting yourself in a, in a position of power and strength. And um, I wanted to write a story that was really empowering for young people who might be reading and, and to remind them to just stay true to what they care about and who cares what other people think. Stick to what makes you happy and what you love. I love that. Yeah. I think, I know I certainly felt that as a teenager that, yeah, that, nothing's cool anymore. It's very uncool to be a horse girl. And you do feel kind of embarrassed about it. And I think that was a lot of the reason I made this podcast. So I love that that's kind of behind your book as well. I think that's something that's needed in the horse world. And I'm sure a lot of young girls will appreciate reading it. Yeah, I think I think you completely get it. And I think lately, or maybe because of the pandemic, things are changing and people aren't caring so much what other people think. And, and I think that's a great a great thing. Absolutely. So yeah. And yeah, it also learning to ride horses, or even if you're not, you're reading about learning to ride horses, because most people, you know, who are horse girls never have ridden a horse or even maybe met a horse. But it's it's a lot of trial and error, making a lot of mistakes. In the book, Will's is falling on her face all the time, literally when she's falling off the horse and then metaphorically when she's trying to make friends and sort of having major social failures. And so I think that's good to remember like, yeah, we all make mistakes and then we get back up and literally get back on the horse. Yeah, absolutely. And so given that the book is kind of centered around this young woman's story, this young girl's story, and it's for a young audience as well of young horse girls and young girls in general, what would you hope that those young girls reading the book can take from it and kind of apply to their own life? Yeah, that's such a such a good question. And I've been thinking about this a lot. So one of the main uh, themes of the book is searching for your forever herd, which is a place where you can go and completely be yourself and 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 be unabashed, unshakable about what you care about. And no one is going to judge you. In fact, everyone in that forever herd is of the same mind and accepts you just how you are. And the message of the book is if you haven't found that place or you're feeling awkward or left behind or not part of that group yet, hang on, you're going to find it. And if you don't find it, you can create it for yourself. And you should create it for yourself. Absolutely. That's awesome. I really, I feel like this book is about my life. My mom always used to tell me like, just, you need to find your people. She would always say that, like, just wait a couple of years, you're going to find your people and everything's going to fall into place. That is so beautiful. I, I love that your mom said that. And isn't that like, gosh, it's such a hard lesson, but hang like that patience, hang on. Don't give up yet. And and I'm so glad your mom said that to you and you, you know, were able to stick with it. Yeah. No, it's it's an important message and it does work out. Eventually you will find that group of people and yeah, life gets yeah. <laughs> a lot better after that. Yeah, and then you're unstoppable once you once you found that. Yeah, place. absolutely. And I guess the other thing in the book is it's funny. And I know we're, we talk about that. There's a lot of heartfelt moments in it, but there's a lot of 
hijinks and comedy. And I think it's important that we have a sense of humor about ourselves and how hilarious horses can be and how hilarious we can be and how awkward. And we can kind of lean into that. And, you know, when Wills is jumping the course, she's, she's like dripping with stress sweat. And uh, I think, I hope everybody can relate to that and, um, you know, have a little bit of, of a laugh about how stressful and awkward these things can be. I'm sure they will. I know just reading it, I was relating to lots of it. And I'm sure many other horse girls will relate to it and also relate to the story of kind of your story of loving horses and really being a horse girl, but not necessarily living out those equestrian dreams due to allergies or finances, whatever it may be, but just always being a horse girl at heart, or even like you said, having never even ridden a horse at all. So it's clear to me that you in the book have captured so perfectly what it means to be a horse girl in a way that I would think only a horse, a true horse girl could. So I would say that being a horse girl isn't necessarily about owning or leasing a horse or even riding a horse kind of regularly or at all. So what would you say being a horse girl means to you? I couldn't agree with you more. That's absolutely right. To be a horse girl, you don't have to have a horse. You've never had to have met a horse. You don't have to be a girl. You don't have to be young or old. Anybody who loves horses can be a horse girl. Um, I like to say, I guess in pop culture, sort of the stereotype is someone who has maybe an awkward out exterior, but then a spirited and rich interior. But what it what it is, is you have to love horses and you have to have your imagination open to caring about someone else besides yourself. And it's these magnificent creatures that we love. So that's what a horse girl is. And one of my favorite parts about horse stories that get told over and over and over is that they usually involve a young person who is the only person who can save a horse or take care of a horse. And all the older adults can't quite get it. But this person, this young person, uses kindness and cleverness and and comfort to heal or save the horse instead of brute strength or cruelty. And I think that's such that's that's what it means to be a horse girl, right? Is is a lot of empathy and love for these beautiful creatures, whether they're real or whether they're imaginary. Absolutely. I love that. I mean I know many of my friends who love horses, but yeah, don't necessarily have that kind of interaction with horses. But it is so much more than that. And yeah, I really love to just kind of take that and kind of separate being a horse girl from that activity of always being around horses because it does mean so much more. Yeah, yeah. And isn't it incredible if you if you do get a chance, even if you don't own or lease a horse, I, I don't own or lease a horse, but every time you, if you get a chance to walk over to a stable, it's incredible how, and you have permission, like how friendly and loving horses can be to perfect strangers. They're so dear. And it's so, it's amazing. You can walk in and just this wave of love will come over you. It's really incredible. Oh, 100%. I mean, being that I'm an equine photographer, like getting to go meet all these horses that I get to photograph. I mean, it's so much fun. Like, instantly, you become best friends with every horse you meet, basically. Oh, it's so true. Yeah, I love that. So what would you say is your favorite character in the book? 
obviously it's always easy to love a protagonist, but I'm sure as the writer, you get to know the characters kind of inside and out more than someone just reading the book. So were there any characters that you found you related to particularly or whose stories you were drawn to? Absolutely. So of course, the main character, Wills, her name is Willow, but she goes by Wills. Of course, I, I can relate to her. And my favorite part about Wills is that she's what I would call unsinkable. So she makes a lot of mistakes, but she gets back up and she keeps going and she keeps finding a way. And uh, she doesn't take anything too seriously for too long. Yes, she can get discouraged and sad, but she dusts herself off and keep going and keeps going. So that's the great thing about Wills. But I I have a personal connection to Wills's big sister Kay. In my family, I was the big sister, and the big sister character Kay in the book is allergic to horses, which I discovered at horse camp I was, which was like a huge disaster in my life. This was pre-Claritin days. And and instead of getting to continue taking writing lessons, I got plopped in piano lessons. And I still loved horses, but I, I wasn't able to do the lessons. So Kay in the book, the older sister, she takes piano lessons and she's a little moody and a little grumpy. And I definitely, I'm sure that that's how my little sister perceived me. So it was really fun to write this character where she's kind of like the mean big sister. She's not really mean, but she's a little bit mean. And I love taking aspects of myself and kind of making fun of them. And and Kay like was on the academic trivia team and I was in my high school. I just did a lot of activities. And the younger sister was really focused on horses. So that's just a big parallel with my life. But the best part of writing two sisters, if you have a sibling or a close friend, you'll understand this, is that they get in a lot of quarrels and a lot of arguments but they always come through for each other when it really counts. They show up and they save the day for each other. And so I, I loved writing about these, these two sisters who realistically fight all the time, but, but uh, have, have a good heart and take care of each other when it matters. Yeah, I love that. That must be interesting, too, to write about that time in your life and kind of reflect on it. Yes, there were so many flashbacks. And I set the book in Omaha where we near where we grew up in Nebraska. There's a scene in the book that is one of my favorites where the two sisters are arguing between a laundry chute. So one of them is upstairs and one of them is in the basement in the laundry room and they're having an argument back and forth. And my sister and I used to do that all the time. We'd open the little door, say something, and then slam it closed and have that back and forth. So yes, a lot of things were drawn from my childhood and it was so fun to look back and remember all these things. And it was a great bonding experience with my sister because she helped me so much. She she gave me all kinds of anecdotes from when she first started writing. The uh, horse tagonist in the book is inspired by the real lesson horse she used to ride named Clyde Lee, who was a Clydesdale thoroughbred cross. And that's exactly the the main horse in my book. So, so much pulled from real life. I love that. That's so great. And so given that your sister was a big inspiration, you said she helped you a lot. Has I'm curious, has she read the, the whole book and what does she think of it? 
Yes, the, my poor sister has read the whole book many times because she was one of my early readers and she gave me so many notes and she checked the manuscript for typos. She did everything. I think she really, really is. I hope she's pleased with it. I think she is. I am actually going to get to see her. I haven't seen her in more than a year since this pandemic, but we both have our vaccines now. So I'm going to get to fly to LA and see her next week. And we are going to do a live, not a live, but a recorded seminar for Briarfest. And so she's going to help me with that. And she's she's lending me some of her her Briar model horses so I can bring them with me for the, for the Briarfest seminar. I love that. That's so fun. So who would you say is your ideal audience for the book? Besides kind of a generalized group, who would you want to read this book for it to have the most meaningful impact? Like if you could think of even like a one person who would read this book and it would, you know, have an impact on their life. That's a really good question. I always say it's for, of course, it's meant for teens or tweens, but it's really for horse lovers of all ages because I feel like there's such a fun nostalgia factor that even if you're a grown up, if you love horses, you, you'll you really enjoy doing this walk down memory lane. But um, last night I was doing a library event on Zoom and I met a 10-year-old girl who just was the sweetest she could possibly be. There were a lot of girls, but there was one who had actually found my website and sent me an email and she just could relate to this character. And I think she had felt like she didn't always fit in, but my goodness, is she horse crazy and just loves so much horses. And this just really connected with her. And we just, it was so nice uh, to have that connection. And she said, this is my favorite book. I read it in one day. I can't, I'm going to have to read it again. And that, that's, that's the, best thing that's better than anything I've ever accomplished, I think, is to make a connection with someone uh, via a story that will live in their heart for a long time. Absolutely. That's am- yeah, that's amazing. I bet if uh, this book had come out when I was her age, it would have been my favorite book too, because yeah, it really does capture the story of being a horse girl very well. And I think at that age, to read a story that you can relate to and see yourself in is really important. So, Oh, thank you so much. And I, you know, I also was thinking, I just heard from another, an, another person who's doing um, a reading group with a group of, of young people together. And I thought, Oh, that would be fun, right? If you're into horses and you have a fr- few friends are, who are too, how fun to make a little, even if you're across the country from each other, you can have a little reading group. Oh, it just made my day. Absolutely. That's, that's so wonderful. Yeah. Perfect. Well, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media, the internet, and most importantly, where they can purchase a copy of your book, since I think definitely as many people should read it as possible, because the story is wonderful. And yeah, I think horse girls everywhere are going to love it. Oh, thank you so much. So you can find the book anywhere books are sold at your independent bookstore, at Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, um, books of all books of wonder, like everywhere you could imagine, books a million, bookshop.org. But if you need a list, you can go to my website, which is horsegirlbook.com. And on that website, you can find 
everywhere the book is sold. You can also find all my events and a lot of fun media and podcasts like this one. So that is a great one-stop shop, horsegirlbook.com. Instagram is Carrie K. Syme, which is spelled C-A-R-R-I-E-K-S-E-I-M. You can find me, yeah, on Instagram or the website, and uh, the website also has a way to email me. So if you have burning questions about the book, you want to request me for a school or library visit, I would love to hear from you, and I would love to meet you virtually or in person. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was really, really lovely to chat with you, and yeah, I think it's such a great book, and I loved hearing what is kind of behind it, and yeah, I think horse girls are going to love it. And it's just a really wonderful story. And I think, yeah, it could have a really positive impact for some young girls. So I really loved chatting with you about it today. Yeehaw! I love chatting with you about it. Thank you for your excellent, excellent questions. I'm so glad it resonated. And I, I really appreciate being here. It was so fun. And thank you guys all for listening. Remember to hug your horse and give them an extra cookie for me. And keep on being a proud horse girl.